0: Abin yeah this is the black country blokes tuna fat about everything it is men's mental health disability and life in general here with me kev dylan and my partner as always lee cadman
1: not that type of partner
0: not that <laughs> 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 wrong with that nowadays <laughs> but has um been a great weekend wasn't it lee um being one of the baton bearers the last one through the black country
1: oh, we could go into gratitude first kevin well, if you want to kick off with that no?
0: <laughs> well that's what i am going to say like <laughs> in fact lee what are you grateful
1: for? <laughs> I think we know what you're grateful for. <laughs> oh, but for getting back in the gym. Got it back in the gym yesterday. It's fantastic to be back in there and relieve some stress and burn some of my energy. I had a better night's sleep last night because of it. But I'm feeling it today. Feeling the aches today. Are you feeling them? I am. I, I am.
0: And if, When you ain't done it for a while, you know, it's... There's a good ache in that, but sometimes when you 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 have just pushed yourself too hard and you you can't straighten your arms, out or you can't sit well, down properly. I think the
1: problem was that it's not. It's probably been six weeks since I trained last. Maybe a bit less. I can't can't even think. So I, I, in my mind, I still think I'm six weeks back, where I was a lot fitter, a lot. Uh, so I went in there and absolutely tried to kill myself, basically, Which is probably the wrong way to do it, but it is what it is. Yeah, man.
0: But on Grade for Four, I mean, I was nominated one of the Baton Bearers, and I was the last one to do it through the Black Country. So, me, Shaz, and what was nice about the Baton Bearers, there's me, Shaz, from um, uh, the Council for the King's Movement for the War Leaf. But a lot of them were young, weren't they, Lee? And they were young, like they're teenage in schools and all this. And they carried it through different parts of Briley Hill. And then Shaz walked it down onto Merry Hill, onto the waterfront. Then I carried it from the waterfront by the bars, over the bridge, onto the barge, off the barge. <laughs> onto the stage, and I was emotional. And I was talking to the guy, and he was saying, like, to me, um, but you did it in London, where you took it to the palace. I went, that was wonderful, going to the palace with the band and all this. But it was different when it's in your own neighbourhood, and all the lines turned out, and that, so people said there's 3,000 people there. And when you know a vast majority of them, it does, it gives you a, a croak in your voice when I have to get on stage and do a bit of a talk. I was not nervous, but very... Very emotional,
1: aware of what of people there, I suppose, as well.
0: And just that, thank you for making the time to come out. You're just nervous
1: about stepping on that barge, really, wouldn't you? <laughs>
0: but even that, we were laughing about it, like because um, there's some wonderful people who were saying, Don't worry, Kev, we'll get you on the barge first. And they were doing their bit from Dudley Council, but then the uh, Commonwealth Games team, they hadn't agreed it with them, and they were saying, Well, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. I mean, but it's fine for you as a sighted person telling me. But I'm blind in my left eye and I've got less than 10% in my right eye. I might look fine, but I'm going to be in front of thousands of people with a baton in my hand. I want to make sure that I can get on the barge safely. Because, you know, as much as I, I like to pretend I don't care what people think, you don't want to make a fool out of yourself, do you? don't you?
1: want to be the one who drops it in the canal, do you? Can. <laughs> like when you're on the canal...
0: Holding it, said, put your arms up. I said, Don't be the guy, Kev. Don't be <laughs> that guy. I want to be a YouTube sensation, but not that guy. Just imagine
1: so. what that had done for our listeners,
0: Kev.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you've got to take one for the team, and that was your
0: moment. <laughs> but it was it was really emotional then jumping off the barge, and then Clive and Dan from Black Country Radio having an interview with them. And, but it was lovely how many people made the time to come and support us. And we're saying the opening ceremony is this first, and it doesn't. It doesn't seem real that it? it's happening this week,
1: does it? No, no, it, it's, yeah, it's been quite odd, the whole build-up, to be quite honest. I, I don't feel like I've heard enough about it, but um looking forward to it now, looking forward to it starting. And I suppose you are. You'll get, you're going through the opening ceremony and, and a few of the games, aren't you?
0: Well, we're going this Thursday, me and uh, Kate. They've got us good seats, so even though I won't be able to see a lot of it, but I'll see the fireworks and listen to you the feel music. feel the atmosphere. Feel the atmosphere. Uh, what I am disappointed with, and it's not knocking the band, uh, Duran Duran's the headliner, and I'm not looking Duran Duran, but I'm thinking, well, we've got so much wonderful talent in this in this area. You know, the Ozzy Osborne's Robert Plants to Beverly Knight to UB40, even like Robbie Williams, is only from Stoke. But through the West Midlands and the Midlands in general, we've got so much entertainment, I'm thinking, why are we importing it, in a sense? We should be so proud. We can afford
1: them round here, and that's all it is. Was that? I can't afford the bands from round here. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even then,
0: you'd be doing it on the house or as close, you know, your expenses or whatever. Because, wow, in Brum, in the Midlands, and it's fantastic. But I'm saying that I, hopefully I'm going to get there on Thursday, and this time, you know, next week, I'll just be singing how brilliant it is. Mm. Then on Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to the boxing with uh, loads of us from the Lions. Then the following Wednesday, I'm not going, but mom and dad are taking. Uh, Eleven kids down from the age of uh twelve to fourteen and they've all got to win the lions gear, holding up the banner. And what what an opportunity that is to go to uh, a Commonwealth Games. You know, it's gonna be watched all around the Commonwealth. And Osama uh Osama Mohammed, one of my boxers in boxers for England, he's going down on the Sunday to be behind stage watching the boxers, because you know, we're gonna get him there. He's been to Europeans now, free nations, hopefully going to the worlds, but it's beat Success breeds success, and if you're around successful people, be it sports people, you know, you're absorbing it and learning the tricks of the trade before you're even getting there yourselves, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic opportunity isn't it, to be behind the scenes and just watching how people. You know what? It always surprises me when we do, do the home shows, the people who get nervous, mm. and I think that's a good thing to see for younger boxers. Um, all people coming, you know, you see the, the the people you look up to in the gym and they get nervous and the pacing and they you see their reaction, you're going, Well actually it's absolutely fine to be like that. You don't need to hide it, get on with it, get the nerves out, because as soon as you step in the ring, it goes anyway, doesn't it? You know. So it's, it's it, i think it's that experience as well, is great.
0: Well, Noel Farrell, who's going to his Commonwealth Games, has been on our podcast, great bloke, boxes for second city, uh, boxes for his dad, Paddy Farrell, great bloke. And it was great and I said, Do you get nervous? He goes, Oh, Kev. I'm being sick and i'm through and that's great when you saying i've had over 100 bouts and but i still get nervous and it's great when your superstars are telling you that and it's so so i'm not a wimp i'm not i'm not a weakling to be and he goes, no you're, you're a human being you're getting up there and having a fight in front of how many people richie woodall ex-world champion bronze medalist at the olympics box the best roy jones jr joe I to say a few And he said, I was nervous, not about fighting people. I wasn't nervous about fighting, joke, as I go, Roy Jones. I was nervous about getting embarrassed, getting stopped in the first round and getting... So, you know, no matter what level you have, we just have different ways of hiding it, don't we? Yeah. We've got the same emotions, but different people have got different ways of... Probably the wool over your yeah. eyes.
1: Well, I do think you get the odd ones who who aren't nervous. It's They're called lunatics. Well, <laughs> you, you do see it. I mean, Mike Tyson, he was the opposite. He got really nervous. You wouldn't see that with him walking down. He was all bravado, walking to the ring and pounding his gloves. He was terribly nervous. But then you look at Tyson Fury when he's backstage, mm. and he looks cute, cool as a cucumber. You know, he doesn't look like anything in the world. And the same with Lennox Lewis. So he always seemed really just relaxed and calm.
0: But he used to fall asleep. But he, it's amazing what goes on in your head, though, isn't he? Like, sometimes, like, you might see someone like Tyson Fury. I'm not saying this is true, because I don't know him. But it might be Bravado. Mm. He's laughing and joking, because he's really thinking, oh, my God, air
1: Yeah, that's his way of dealing with it's that, just, herbs. It is, isn't it? Mm. It might and, be, or he might just be really relaxed. You might just know? <laughs> see what it is. And yeah.
0: sometimes, when you see someone like a Tyson Fury, who's boxing to was a baby, it's second nature.
1: See, I don't think, for me, I don't think it's just that. I think he's been through worse in his life. Yeah. Like what's ultimately in what's, you know, he's already been close to death where he's nearly committed suicide himself. So really what is it to him to get into a ring at that point? Mm. Something he's done all his life that he enjoys doing, that he's trained to do, you know, it probably doesn't, probably just doesn't haunt him at all. to do it.
0: And this is medicine. Yeah. He does that to avoid the other stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like boxing aside, I'm sad you've just told me off air, that uh, it's rumoured that boxing, uh, boxing won't be in the Olympics in
1: 2028. I don't think it's a rumour at all. No, I think it's actually official. No, no boxing in the Olympics in 2028. I think it's boxing and weightlifting. So, yeah.
0: It's, it's heartbreaking it's... because, hey we, we get a lot of our medals in uh, in boxing. Then unfortunately, if we're not getting medals, we're not going to these tournaments, then the GBs, England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, you lose funding. And you figure, what a blooming shame. When we're so good at it, like, if you look at a lot of the world's boxing, England, GB, we're really rocking it in the pros because you have had such a good pedigree.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And you're thinking, it's such a shame. You know what I mean? But boxing aside, I mean, what I love about the Commonwealth Games and Olympics when they're on, I find it always being on the background. And I find myself watching hockey and uh, diving and whatever's on, gymnastics, weightlifting, and I find myself just amazed by how these these human beings can do what they do, running so fast, doing so many somersaults, lifting such weights. Me and Jasmine uh, in the Olympics we were watching Taekwondo, and then she started doing it, my daughter. And it, it, I think it just opens your eyes up to so many different sports. And hopefully that's what it's going to do to Birmingham and the surrounding counties, of getting people going, you know what? I do want to do sprinting. I do want to do pole vaulting. I do want to do wrestling. I do want to try something. Because I think the beauty of sports is if you try it, you never know. You might just love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, and again, all all of them, all of them, anything you do within regards to sport, I guarantee it'd be better for your mental health and physical health without doubt. Well
0: you get and you find communities in your sport because you've got like-minded souls. No matter what you do in ping pong, boxing, taekwondo, gymnastics, if you're there, often the people at your level want to be there. Obviously, in your novice classes, some people want you to go because your parents want you to go or your friends. But once you get to certain levels, then you're there because you want to be there. And it's a good way of having an open ground to talk about something, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And, and you will share the same experience to those people there a lot of the time. So, I don't know, if you're going away on camps for your sport, then, and there's that bit of loneliness, that bit of missing family. Someone else has been through that who's already in your camp guide you through it all so yeah it's great great shared experience
0: i mean obviously we're, we're boxing men, love boxing and it's great when you have lads there and they lose and one of the other team members will put their arm up and go i've lost or i've got stopped or i've felt like i've had the wall pulled over my eyes and it or all right then you've you've won you've either won on points you've stopped him go over and shake his hand and it's it's great when people have their their gym Or their heroes, or people they train with, can give them advice. It's okay, or do this, or always make sure you shake the hands and be polite. And it's great, isn't it? And that's what sport does. It gives us an avenue to be our best selves, be humble in defeat, and um, gracious when we win. Mm -hmm. You know, and it. it, I know we've had so many boxers come on here, and they say like, when I've gone and boxed in Liverpool or Birmingham or. Monkstown or wherever, that has allowed me to go to job interviews and be positive because I'm thinking, well, I've been there really frightened. What's the worst that this person can say? No, you haven't got the job. Yeah. And I think it it teaches you manners as well when you go there to shake hands, be gracious. If your coach tells you off, shut up, put your head down, say sorry. Mm. And listen. Listen. (laughs) And sometimes they're lost skills, aren't they? Sometimes you tell someone off and they go, and they storm off, and you're thinking, you're not going to survive in the real world if you can't have criticism. Hmm. And the world's full of that because you either make excuses or you make changes. But so many people are happy making excuses.
1: It's easier to make an excuse, not, not looking look in and see what was wrong.
0: But those kind of people don't achieve. And those people won't be going to the Olympics, won't be going to the Commonwealth Games, won't be winning world titles. Because the, the world has a way of finding out when you're a cheat. If you haven't done as many push-ups if you haven't done as many rounds on the bag if you haven't been doing your runs if you've had that mars bar if you're not willing to put the time in the universe doesn't give you the rewards the best friend to any success is hard work and determination
1: dedication
0: dedication what else,
1: determination both the right i'll yeah. just just add in mind to it you've got to be dedicated to it and, you know, and turn up and that's anything Anything you've got to be willing to, to turn up each and every day. I don't think it's even sacrifice. A lot of people say it's sacrifice, but if you're doing something you enjoy, how you're sacrificing? I don't I've never understood that that mentality.
0: In life, you're always gonna have to sacrifice something, but sometimes the things that you're not sacrificing, like like sometimes like with a coach, and that's why it really touched me on the weekend how many people turned up. Um, because when you're Going all around the country and you're missing weddings and funerals and birthday parties and nights out. You're sacrificing sometimes your family time. But it's nice when people give you their time to say thank you. Mm. When I was on the radio, they said, um, uh, was you nominated? And I went, of course I was nominated. I went, I don't nominate myself things. What's the point? Because the touching thing about when you're nominated is someone has taken the time to nominate you. They've had to think, you know what? I want to nominate Lee, and then I've got to write out the form. And then just by that, someone thinking about, yeah, is it rewarding itself. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking anyone if they want to nominate themselves to get awards, but you know, if I wanted to get badges, I'd have stayed in the scouts. Do you know who
1: nominated you? Kid?
0: There was a few people, was it? a few, then that was once again was touching, but I can't remember the different people. There was about five or six and it was lovely because they keep coming in. Mm. You keep sending them over to me. Then I had the black country bloke's email, then there's my email the mom and dad's email and we were having different ones coming in yeah. and that it's was really
1: annoying <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, that's when it's touching because you're thinking i know it was dave tyler who nominated me for the hometown heroes i know it was annie Mulaney that nominated me for me um the platinum jubilee thing but I, there was a couple of people i can't remember the names but isn't it isn't it flattering and then i know it's like adam davis and um claire and some of the other people on the dudley and Bradley Council were really pushing for me to be the last person to have the baton yeah like I said, it's nice. Because originally, they put me in Tamworth, hadn't they? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, well, I ain't being funny. My wife's going to have to have a day off work. I can't drive and get there. If you take me to Tamworth, it'll be me, mom, dad, my mother-in-law. But if you get me in, look how many people turned up. Mm. And you're thinking... It was so badly organised in that... Because you're thinking you want your people there. Yeah, You know, even if it's in like Broly or Wolverhampton. But get as close to your neck of the woods as you can. Because, you know... Then the, surround, the, the, the the local people come out. And you know what they also do? They spend money. Hmm. They go to the pubs, they go to the cafes, they go to the fish and chip shops, and they spend it out there. And it's plumbing heck, I haven't seen you in years. Who are you here to see? I'm here to see the cricketer, I'm here to see the boxer. I'm... And they go, wow, isn't it great, Randy, that we've got so many wonderful people who are, who are representing our community?
1: Yeah, it was a great, great day. Obviously, I came along, at, I was speaking to Kerry Davis actually a lot of the time. Um, and anyone out there, go on more mascots, please, and check out the work she does. If if you haven't seen the podcast radio show, sorry, we had on radio, didn't we? If you yeah. haven't uh, seen the radio or heard the radio show we did with her. It's absolutely fascinating. Lady uh, does a lot for children with disabilities. Uh, yeah, it's just brilliant, and it's great to actually uh, catch up with her outside the radio um and talk without a mic in front of us, I suppose. And she's remarkable, but that.
0: What I love from the boxing, what I love from the podcast, what I love from the radio—you
1: meet so many wonderful
0: people, don't you? I was in the, I was in the pub afterwards. Funny enough, I stayed there most of the night, and I was talking to another bat and bear, and he works with disabled children. And you talk, and it's, it's very humbling. And I once again, what we started yes, just for mental health, but there are so many wonderful, brilliant people are doing fantastic things, all around the area, all around the country, all around the blooming world. But we don't have enough attention on them. It's, and because they're selfless, beautiful people, they don't do it for the glory. They do it just to be good. So what we try and do is get as many of these people on
1: to actually give them the acknowledgement, don't we? Just to give the acknowledgement, and hopefully there's people out there who will then give them the support, whether that be with volunteering themselves or, or money or just, you know, to get their word out there to, so... To everyone does know about the work they do, but they can also help them
0: and help them to get into something. Mm. So you're going, I like boxing. I never knew there was a club down the road in Broly Hill that would allow disabled people to come there. Or my son has got autism or I, I, I'm disabled, but I want to play football Well, I didn't realize, or there is um, support groups of people. And I always think there's not enough of this on mainstream media. With hotlines, with support groups, with accessibility to different sports halls. Like, I, I'll keep laughing about this. I've like the heat wave. People will die. Thousands of people will die with this heat wave. They're going, bloody heck. When your daughter's disabled, you take precautions. Mm. But I remember back in the day, it was, it's going to be hot. great news, guys. It's going to be hot. If it gets too hot, sit in the shade. Yeah. Have an ice lolly. Drink some water. Put your suntan lotion on. Hmm. I woke up. My daughter had tonsillitis, and it was we woke up she was up in the night, and it was um, all right. Guys, health warning: close all the windows, draw all the curtains, and sit there in pitch black. I was thinking, <laughs> is this for real? It's you know it, it you know pop out. You can't water your garden. You can't do this. Don't have waterfalls. Don't do. It. And I'm thinking, hey, bet we just enjoy it. Yeah. For a few days that we've got it, once again, if someone's got dementia, if someone's got extra needs, obviously, we take better precautions. If your children are outside, you pull the Factor 50 on them, put a hat on them. But apart from that-
1: Yeah, I, I found it all bizarre, closing schools and doing all this. You think, my God, you just used to get on with it. You're lucky if they opened the window at school, when it was boiling <laughs> hot, or if the windows opened, and yeah, it did, it, it was very, very weird. But there is there's people out there who it will affect like my daughter um but we we know it's going to affect her. so as you said we take the precautions to lessen that effect and ultimately there's nothing you can do about it in terms of the sun you can't you can't block it and stop it you know so you you, you just get on with your day enjoy it enjoy
0: it i, I should the gym on the choosing uh, um, monday and tuesday my daughter had tonsillitis it was scorching heat and i thought it's the end of the day it's out of season. Hmm. So let people go and enjoy it. Yeah. I know some clubs open, some closed It that's all on our discretion. But I was thinking and uh, people were saying, Oh well, we in Brazil they box boxing, but I'm not Brazilian. You know what <laughs> I mean? And I thought it's the end of the day, kids will have been at school, people have gone to work, and I thought, for the sake of two days, my daughter's not well, shut up the gym.
1: Hmm.
0: But as you say, like when when we were at school, you'd have snow up to your waste, <laughs> ice in there.
1: And it would shut then. Well, this is what I don't get. Like for me, that is actual, dangerous to yeah, get there. W- when it's icy on the roads and whatever on the paths, it is actually dangerous to get there. And they don't <laughs> close, but then it's warm, and it's like, well, we got to shut. But anyway, that, again, I suppose that that's up to the schools. But yeah, I didn't quite understand. it. I didn't understand. It all seemed a bit mad. But
0: you take your kids out uh, to go on holiday or to go to a wedding, and they'll find you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, all, all my children went to school. Did they? Uh, yeah, even, even Caller, who struggles with the heat. She went to school and was absolutely fine. But again, the school knows us. So they know. They've know they got to keep a call, so they take precautions to do that. They have fans everywhere. They close the blinds. Don't close the windows. <laughs> you know, that's a bit un- unkind. But yeah, so they take those precautions to make sure she's as safe as she can be.
0: But they're people in the know, aren't they?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know,
0: I remember the days when it had been at school and you'd have had that heat... And you weren't let to take your blazer off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he would say, "Sir, I'm I'm dripping, and I am one want a lot sweaters. I don't sweat a rain." And I think, "Sir, can I take me?" In? No, Dylan. No, and I'm thinking, "Come on, man."
1: <laughs> As he's walking around in his short sleeve shirt, yeah. with his a uh, nice drink. <laughs>
0: hey, you know, from school. How cool kids don't wear toys. <laughs>
1: Why well, you're asking me that, Kevin? Kept... No, it's my son
0: did. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, my daughters didn't know more. No, I, I always remember having to. Because when I was you had the on the elastic, elastic at first, yeah, yeah. and then you learned how to tie it. But now um, I'm thinking, the I was thinking, why don't kids to wear toys anymore? My son did, did he? Yeah, all the way through.
1: Yeah, of oh, course, probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell well, you when he started about, wearing
0: them. Maybe it's just about school, but I was just thinking, mm. how strange.
1: Right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if but anyone even, knows, you answer that question, <laughs> but even that, he was talking, did like your collar with it, you think, You don't undo your top, <laughs> that's, button. that's where the
1: questions come from. Yeah. It? it was getting a bit warm, yeah, but
0: you'd you, you undo your button, but you can't undo your top. top. <laughs> yeah. And that
1: was the days where you couldn't drink in class, was he? I don't think you can still care for me, <laughs> not upon the school thing, but I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't think they let you have alcohol in class.
0: I'll have the Scots on the rocks. So, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that at school but like your teachers but you teach drinking scotch on the rock no but your teachers you know with so they a cup of tea but no they'd all be smoking at dinner time or they all i remember all the teachers going to the pub at dinner time
1: and they're always saying in the afternoon than they were at in the, the morning yeah huh? what are you doing at the pub Ed do you know the pub are no, you them, <laughs> the fox and goose and whatever you see them all going off i think you've just dubbed yourself in prescribing school, school and going to the <laughs> <pub>. <laughs> i hope your mom ain't listening <laughs> well i do i hope she is but not for that <laughs> need all the listeners we can get
0: It's times have changed isn't it you know people you know i mean you know even like with sports in the sporting event we talked talking about this the other day the boxing was always sponsored by like budweiser or benching it benton and hedges and all this uh but now it's no alcohol no cigarettes nothing like that but you've got everyone gambling yeah. you know like we've had like matt matt smith. smith on and you sound like gambling just as deadly as drink or drugs or fags
1: isn't he yeah yeah from better no more uk wasn't he yeah absolutely great twice we've had him on yeah, yeah. twice fascinating wasn't he absolutely fascinating to talk to about gambling and that addiction
0: and he's saying like going all around the world working for talk sport and all these major things and he had the monkey on his back mm-hmm. and you know it's so easy isn't it and like um when we've had different communities on and everything happens in every community and I think where we lose is, oh, no, that doesn't happen in our community. Oh, no, that doesn't happen. We're too rich for that problem or we're too, you know what I mean, we're, we're too religious for that problem or we're too, everything happens everywhere. And I think once you realise that everything happens to everywhere, it's kind of an nice break, because if we're all the same, then we've already got something in common Get to on, talk about.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, that's exactly what I was talking about earlier with the coaching and, the, and boxers watching the other boxers there. You know you've got something in common with them. You know, they're all in the same boat, aren't they?
0: I think that's it with people. We've got to stop focusing on what we haven't got in common and fo- focus on what we have got in common. You know, and I think once we do that, you know, the world's a much happier, nicer place.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I think I'll do us for today. Uh, so we're going to be back next week. I'll tell you all about the opening ceremony and uh, always write your comments in. If you have got time and you listen to this on Apple Music, please leave us a five-star rating and leave us a comment. Always uh, leave us comments. We'll all try and get back to you. So, I'll just leave you there. The best friend to success is determination. All right, guys. So until we see each other next time, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. our bit. Listen,
1: listen, listen.
0: And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, Tararabit.
1: Listen, listen.